excited are you that your debut single is coming out on Friday? It's getting really exciting now. Yeah. You've, you've been on the scene for, I know this is going for the question, but you've been on the scene for quite a while now, gigging and online and on Twitter. So, and you've even played C2C, which is quite incredible. So how did that come about? Because normally like People have released singles and it's to do with numbers and all that kind of stuff. So how did the C2C appearance come about? Because that was really, really good to have that on your CV before you've even released a song. It was someone from DF Concerts who just emailed me over and was asking um, if I wanted to do it. And obviously I wanted to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wouldn't say no to C2C, would you? You're welcome to Voice of Women podcast. It's great because I've heard you a few times on live streams and your voice is, what I would say is your voice is so mature for someone so young. I know that said a lot, but like, who are you influenced by female-wise, I suppose, be it musicians or family? Who would you look up to as a role model being a woman and what they do and how they do it? Um, and what do you take from that starting out? And releasing your debut single? From the family, it has to be my mum. My mum, um, she does everything for me and I've always just looked up to my mum. Um, in the music industry, that's a hard one. Um, you can name anyone like it or more than one, like it doesn't have to be one person because there's like, I know from doing Voice of Women there are so many incredible female artists out there working their butts off and just like you know perseverance because it's hard like it's not let's not be about the bush the music industry it's a hard place to be and try to navigate and stuff yeah. but there are so many women out there doing it so there, there must be someone you kind of musically go that's what I want to do and that's how I want to do it and um, I do love Ashley McBride just her songwriting, like she really tells the story through her songwriting. Um, yeah. Did you see? You probably saw Ashley McBride. You were, were you sharing the stage with Ashley McBride? Or no, no. Was that not the same no. night? No. No, I was. I was the same night, but I was different stage. <laughs> uh but well, you're kind of supporting her though in some way, weren't you? Or kind of on the same bill. Like yeah. you can say that. <laughs> I didn't actually get to see her. I had another gig to go to, but I went back for what comes. But I was gutted that I missed Ashley. 
Oh, gee. Yeah, Ashley. I think Ashley started, I think C2C and she, like, she's just in London and she totally, like, slayed because she just has such a vibe about her. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I don't know if you heard, like, you obviously must have said, but she always said that um, it's young people that she was looking up to um, when she was doing Girl Go Nowhere, saying, if this is what you want to do, then, you know, you can be here on this stage as well, which... Mm -hmm that is a belief to kind of live by, I think, and it's pretty amazing. So what brought you to country music as opposed to like pop music or folk music? What, I suppose, what kind of, what was it about country music that? Um, well, I was staying over at my friend's house and then in the morning we were going to McDonald's to get a breakfast. And <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Keep going. We were, and I was sitting in the back of our dad's car, and it was Luke Combs that come on, and he he loves country music, so ever since then I just started listening to Luke Combs, and then I went on to all his what his fans liked, and I just got really into country music. Who um, I suppose out of the country music scene, what do you define as? what country music is because it's very the lines of country music where it starts and stops are very blurred um so what do you do what is your personal definition of country music and what is your vision of what you want to bring to that table so to speak yeah, i've been asked this question so many times and i never <laughs> i never <laughs> know properly answer it <laughs> but um lyrics wise it's you really tell the story and you get a really good insight to the story. Um, Music-wise, music-wise, there's just a lot of, um, it's not like electronic, like pure country isn't like electronic, but I suppose you get lots of different country genres. Like, I think I'm, I'm making the observation at the minute that if you put, country in front of any other genre you're sorted <laughs> it's like that's it like you could do I'm waiting for country metal to be on the scene very soon because you know just um because country rap is out there somewhere there's there is country rap there's country folk there's country pop there's country rock there's country soul there's country blues um yeah it just seems that if you put country in front of any other genre then it's fine it's just so I am waiting for country metal and country trance. That could even be a that could possibly be something that's definitely going to be happening very soon. Um, so recording your song or deciding what single to release, what was the, I suppose, what was the intention behind that to release Like a Bullet, I suppose, to any of the other songs that I've heard you sing live, which are on stream, um, which are amazing as well. Uh, like a Bullet was just the first ever song that I'd written. So um, I, whenever I come back from LA, I, there was a songwriting category and I'd just seen everyone everyone else's um, own songs. So I came back, but I didn't really know where to start. So the open mics, I went to the guy who runs it, Mick Hargan. He was like, I'll, I'll help you. So... I just wrote some stuff down and sent it over to Mick and that's whenever like a bullet 
came about. That's so cool that it's your first song you ever wrote. Like, that's <laughs> for it being a first song you've ever written, that's pretty good for the first try. Because that's 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 pretty impressive. Because I've listened yeah. to times of that. That is pretty impressive now. That's it wasn't that good before I sent it over, Mick. It was um, <laughs> it was questionable. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure like in an acoustic raw forum, songs can take any shape. Um, but lyric wise and melody, that's the structure of it. And I'm sure that was there before you sent it. Um, and it's for a first attempt, that's pretty good. So Mick is responsible for all the production and all that, is that right? No, he, he he. That's who I co-wrote it with. The production ah, is okay, okay, okay. Maguire, who who? Sorry, Pat Maguire. Ah, is he not your manager as well? Yep. Well, no. He's, <laughs> he's got it all going on then. Obviously, manager, producer, PR, publicist. <laughs> well, no, that's that's really cool. That's yeah. Gosh, he's got all the hats on. Um, because the production is it is like. I don't want to say country pop, but it kind of is. It's got those two kind of, yeah, those two genres. Yeah. Definitely, like, it has it has that kind of modern, yeah, the modern country sound around mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's it's definitely up there with good country pop songs that are out. Um, and it'll be, it'll be good to see where you go from there and, like, your voice, like I, I, your voice is so mature, and to, to hear like a country ballad and that kind of, you know, that would be so good because you have you have so much power in your voice. Like, um, I've heard that so many times in your live streams, and that would be really great to hear. Um, and I know this is your debut. Is there any information you can divulge if this is going to be the beginning of an EP or? beginning of a few songs coming down the line what information can you say about that I know I'm asking this question I'm just sticking it in there do you know if you don't ask you don't get <laughs> a couple of more singles and then maybe an album or an EP I'm not sure what one yet still deciding yeah because you, you have like you've been I think you've been on the scene for ages. It seems like we've never had country. Well, I've never on, on online anyway. Mm-hmm. Seems like we've never had country music scene without you in it. Um, so the fact that this is your debut single, like it's like oh, okay, but she's been around for <laughs> years. Um, how? When did you start singing? What? And when did you start writing and performing? Uh, I started, well, I started singing lessons whenever I was 11, um, but I had no confidence to go out and sing. But every year, my singing teacher, who's called Google, um, he held showcases for his students, and he asked me to do it one year, and I was making myself ill, like I was taking migraines, and I was I was feeling so sick. So my mum went looking for open mics, and that's how we got in contact with Mick. So we started going to his open mics to just to grow my confidence. And then in 2019, um, that's whenever I started writing songs. And that's whenever I wrote Like a Bullet. Yeah. 
Uh, and then COVID hit and then things changed. And then you just have a few streams online. I'm sure, I'm sure, I don't, I'm just trying to think where I saw you first. I'm sure it might have been DC. Were you on DC Brown right around by any chance? I don't think so. I don't, he seems to know. I don't know how. Where did I, where did I see you then? Um, I've seen you in many live streams, but I just can't remember the first time I've seen you because it just seems like you've always been there. That's it does it, to me it feels like you've just always been a part of maybe it was um the belly out club because i know yeah it was, it was probably <laughs> that's probably where it was um is they've been tweeting about you for quite a while as well they are huge supporters of you absolute huge supporters as is dodie or dodie i don't know how you pronounce his name but dodie monroe mm-hmm. yeah um to a Scotsman, as it happens. Um, and they're huge, they're absolute huge supporters of you. Um, Doddy was actually like, talking about you when Buckle and Boots was on. I think he was kind of mentioning your name a lot. Too. Um, so, yeah, it's great to kind of see where you're going to go and what's going to happen with it. So it's very exciting, actually, to see a new, new talent emerging, although you're not new as such. You are. I'm getting, I'm getting very confused, but that's because you're just... You're just you're, you're, you're part of the furniture now in the UK country music scene. You te- definitely are. Um, and I know I've seen the streams I've seen you on, a lot of artists have been really impressed with your voice and your songs. Um, so as you've been, you've been around for a while. Um, is there going to be a video for Like a Bullet as well, or is this something? Yes, there's going to be a video as well. Uh, that's going to be coming out on Monday. The 20th of June. That's not far away now, is it? So the single will come out on Friday and then the music video on Monday. Wow, it's all, it's all going on. It is going on. Your mum must be very, very proud of all that's been happening, especially when you did C2C in Glasgow. That must have been like, what was that moment like for you when you took to the stage in C2C? I was... I was so nervous at first because it was absolutely packed, like you could you could not move. And um I was I was thinking, are they gonna like me? Are they gonna hate me? That's what always goes through that's what always goes through my mind. Um but they seemed to love me and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that experience. And hopefully I'm invited back next year. I'm sure you will be. I'm sure there'll be a lot because there's a lot of people um a lot of influential people that have heard you and are very impressed by what you hear. Um, talent speaks for itself a lot of the time and hard work, which you have been doing. Um, and I, I see big things, um, definitely. Um, but as well, I just want to say like the nerves and stuff. Um, do you have help for that or advice for that? Because I don't want that to take away from your talent, your skill, your lyrics, and how much you obviously love music. Um, so what do you, what kind of tips or what advice has been given to you in order to help you through that in this, in essence, I suppose? Um, I don't really do anything. <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of deal with it. <laughs> you just got on stage and sing. <laughs> If um if if I feel really really nervous, I just focus on my mum. 
because she's always there. She's my number one supporter. Ah, that's great. Mums are the mums are the best. They are the absolute best. As voice of a woman, I think mums mums' roles in people's lives are so undervalued and underestimated. Um, and the most supportive mums, I just take my hats off to and just send so much thanks and admiration to them because it's it's a selfless task and it's amazing what mums do, especially for artists because it is it's a tough maze that you've entered into. And to have that support is so that's key going forward and keeping going forward and stuff. So it's it's just amazing. What is your personal process like for writing songs? So first I'll start. It it depends on if I have a line of a song in my head or if I don't. So if I've got a line of a song, I always start off with the chorus and then I'll write out the chorus and then I'll put some music to that. But if I don't have any lines in my head, I'll uh, write out a couple of chords, see what chords sound nice together, and then I'll try write some lyrics down. And then I'll try to get a song out of it. But if I don't like the chorus, I scrap the full song. Ah, oh, no, see, that's like sometimes... Have you ever done any co-writes with anyone? Is that apart from Mick, of course, or obviously you've co-written with him, but the process, uh, like, have you done co-writing together as a process or have you done the work and then sent it to someone? No, I've only ever done it with Mick. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, and what inspirations do you take? Because obviously life, there's a lot, a lot goes on in life. So like... Is it personal stories to you or stuff that you've seen around with your family? Like what kind of things inspire or strike a thumb? Oh, I want to write about that. It, if something has happened and I really want to write about it, like if something's happened to me or to a family member, I'll write about that. But most of the time, it's something out of um, a TV show or a movie um, or just a made-up thing, really. Because I'm always, like, I do songwrite now and again, um, now and again, and I'm always intrigued as to other people's process and how to form a good lyric and how to form a good melody. And that is a skill, that is a complete and utter skill, and it's a natural talent as well that can be developed, marked on. Um, I always find it really interesting to, to gauge other songwriters, because I don't do it very often, um, probably because I don't think it's good enough sometimes. But there we go. Because <laughs> I'm promoting all these amazing women in music, and then I come to my song and I think, well, that doesn't sound anything like anything I play in the radio. So we'll just stop all of that. We'll just scrap that one because of that. Um, so describe Robin Red for people who don't know who you are. Describe yourself and what you want them to what you want them to take away from your music and your style? Um, a 17-year-old singer-songwriter <laughs> based just outside of Glasgow. Um, I've been writing songs for, uh, since 2019 and I'm a country pop artist um, and that's me. <laughs> 
and you have a cracking voice, um, <laughs> a, a cracking, cracking voice. How, as well, I think voice care is important as well. So how, when you're doing all these live performances and live streams, um, what do you do to look after your voice? Have you got, like, what does your voice teacher say to do? Because that's, you're using your voice quite a lot and it's essential to look after that muscle and to look after your voice, essentially, because you are using it so often if you're not singing you're talking um i don't really do anything really but if i get a really sore throat um i get the honey the what's it called the the manuka honey yeah i don't like it but mom shoves it in the back of my throat whether i like it or not <laughs> um <laughs> Go mum. <laughs> Not go mum. There are other things other than manuka honey, but yeah, manuka honey is a good idea. <laughs> Some people I know, um, I think you can get them in Argos um, and hot water. It's like a steam thing. So like there's a wee kind of jug or mug or something and it's got like a straw in it and you put really hot water in it. So it steams the vocals and apparently steam for your vocals is one of the best things you can do to help relieve any kind of stress or tension or anything that's in there. So if you don't like the Manuka honey, go on. I think Lisa T has one. If you know Lisa T, mm-hmm. um, and she they, they swear by it, and it's better than water because apparently water is supposed to help, but the steam is apparently really good for it. And we always see artists kind of steaming their voices when they're. Um, so that's another tip. So you can say to your mum, by the way, mum, <laughs> I'm not using the Manuka honey today. Let's go and see if we can use one of these steam things because that does help because it gets right into the vocals and it's, it's supposed to be really good for them. Um, so yeah, yeah, the Galway Folk Festival, just ignore that. What's been your biggest highlight for you so far? Because you have been around for a couple of years now. Um, so what's been the biggest highlight for you so far? Um, it has to be country country um, <laughs> but I also played King Tut in December so and that was that was amazing that was um, that was packed and everyone everyone seemed to like me so that's another high, uh, big highlight of mine well that is a very renowned venue in Glasgow for Oasis I think played there wasn't it I'm sure it was Oasis didn't I I'm sure they get found there I'm sure yeah um that, yeah, that's a very reputable venue. That's a, that's a great venue. And what advice would you give to... Well, you're quite young. You're only six, 16. You're 16, you are. 17. What advice would you give to young people starting out that really want to do this for a living but just don't know where to start? What advice would you give them? Um, there's going to be people who like you and there's also going to be people who don't like you. And there's also people who are going to hate on you because you have a talent that they don't have. So just keep on going and never give up with what you want to do. That's that's great. That's great advice. Um, And through the last couple of years, what's the biggest lesson you yourself have learned within the music industry and within, I suppose, live streams and live gigging? Um, there's a lot of people who are going to want to help you 
in the music industry. So take all the help that you can get because it's a really tough industry to get into. Um, but also, like what I said with the advice, just block out everything that you don't want to be hearing and just continue with what you want to do. I think I read as well, just it popped into my head the memory. Um, are you Bells and Gals Amplified Accelerated Artist at the minute? Yes. <laughs> um, that's it's, what is it you're getting with that? Because that's a that's a great program to give you advice on PR and the music industry. And Bells and Gals have got such a brilliant reputation and have been on the scene for years and years and years. So what is that doing for you and what are you learning from that programme? Because that is an, a bit of an amazing feat. Um, They're just giving some advice to me um, with, with the release of my single and um, they're just there for any help that we need uh, with social media or radio stations or Podcasts or reviews. <laughs> um, anything is a yeah. It's a big. It's a big maze. And being an independent artist like yourself is there's like the songwriting and and recording is only one part of it, and that's mm. the part that obviously that's the part you love and want to do. But another part of it, I've always seen it as two distinct, different sides of the going. Um, because then when you've got the song that you love and you've put your heart and soul into, then you it's a product at the end of the day that needs sold and needs, you know, and then that's that's a marketing side, that's a completely different mindset to writing and producing and creating. Um I've always seen it like that. And I have just so much admiration for independent artists that do because it's so there's so much involved in it and it's unbelievable. So my hat always goes off to people always. Um Great. Um, so Like a Bullet is out on Friday, and you're also doing a gig in Coatbridge this Friday as well. Yes. You celebrate, and it's free, which, I mean, <laughs> people can't, if people are not going to go, I mean, just go. If it's free, that's like, you, you, can, you can't ask for any more than that. Um, and I know Coatbridge well, because I lived in Glasgow for a lot of my life. Um, a lot of my life. Um, so, yeah, I think people should really go along there and see you because that's for free. I mean, you can. <laughs> um, so we're going to go with some fun questions. I always like the fun questions at the end. What is your favourite album of the moment? What can you not stop listening to at present? Oh, Luke uh, Combs, this one's for you, that one. So what a Luke Combs fan in the world. Fave song of the moment? It's an Ashley McBride song. It was out a couple of years ago, I think. Um, and it's called Redemption. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's fabulous. She's amazing. She's got so many good songs, so it's hard to choose. Um, do you have a favourite film that you can't stop watching? I'm into, like, all the horror films. I love the horror films. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Jeez, no. <laughs> What's your favourite? Oh, do you know? I can't. I couldn't even watch Jaws when I was younger. <laughs> so never mind any other horror movies. Um, so what's your favourite horror character then? 
Oh, I don't have a favourite horror character. Or your favourite horror movie? I've got a favourite horror movie, which is Insidious. The very first one. I don't like the other ones. What's that about? Or what happens in that? I've never heard of that film. Um, it's about this, this family. And then they move into this house. And the wee boy, one of their boys gets possessed by this thing. And then he's like put in this coma or what they think is a coma. And then weird stuff starts happening in the house and then they move house. And then they realize that it wasn't the house that was possessed, it was the wee boy. And then, yeah, that's it. Gary, <laughs> um, what is your hobbies to do when you're not creating and publicizing and doing live gigs or do you have a favorite hobby uh just spending time with my family and friends i don't i don't get to see my friends as much now that i've left school and they're still in school because they stayed for a six year but i could not wait to go to school <laughs> i hated it <laughs> you're not going to college then <laughs> i'm not going to college but i'm going to university ah what are you going to study languages I thought you might have studied music. No, you probably don't need to study it because you're, you're already living it. Um, so if you were stranded, I love this question because it just, if you were stranded in a desert island and you could only take three things with you, what would you bring and why? I would take my guitar so that I didn't get bored. Um, do I need to go hunting for food or can I take food? I love my food. <laughs> I suppose either or, but if you if you were if you had the ability to hunt, that'd probably be easier because then you could find as much food because if you brought food with you, it then would go off. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I would take my guitar. I'd take a sleeping bag. And I don't know. I'd take a I'd take a flag, a really bright bright flag, so that if anyone flying over would be able to see. And then rescue you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you were to describe yourself as a character from maybe not a horror movie, don't pick a horror movie then. <laughs> <laughs> don't pick a horror. Movie. If you were to describe yourself as a character in a famous film or TV series, who would that be and what's the reason you're choosing them? Um, I'm watching Pretty Little Liars right now for like the 10th time. Um, and I would describe myself as Hannah because she comes out with all these, all these lines and she just does not make sense. And that's me half the time. Like I've got no, she has no common sense and that is me. Like <laughs> we're sitting around the dinner table sometimes and I say stuff, mum and dad just sit and look at each other. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you let people know your socials and where to find you and also pre-save, your pre-save link will be on these socials. So tell everyone where they can find you and find out more about Robin Red. You can find me on 
Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under Robin Red Official. You can find me on YouTube under Robin Red. And I've also got a website up and running, which is robinred.co.uk, where you can sign up for my newsletter and see all the gigs that I have coming up in the next couple of months. Is there a good few gigs coming up? Yes, I've got a couple of festivals coming up. Um, I've got the King Tut Summer Festival on the 7th of August. The Part in the Palace on the 13th of August. Part in the Park, 27th of August, and Vibrations Festival, the 3rd of September. That is awesome. What a lineup. <laughs> they're, they're cracking festivals now to be on. They're really, really cool. Um, and people in and around Scotland, because they're, they're all Scottish-based, aren't they? Are they? Uh, I can't, it's either Part in the Palace or Part in the Park. It's down in England. Can't remember which one. Oh, very cool. Give <laughs> Party in the palace down in England. Oh, is that in an actual palace? I take it. No, I think it's just in a. Buckingham Palace. Wait, it's not. It's not. It's part in the park. It's down in, <laughs> down in England. It's in more, more pay, more, more pay, more pay. It's in Blythe. Socials, and you will find more information about we're part of the park and part of the palace, will we? But they are no. They sound like cool festivals, and you're playing King Tuts again, which is that's really really cool. Um, and now my Zoom is telling me I've only three minutes left, so we'll kind of wrap this up um like a bill out on friday and you're taking over voice for women instagram today which is really cool um and this podcast will probably be out, i'll probably put it out this evening i think because i'm off today i was supposed to be going out tonight but i'm not feeling very well so um yeah i was supposed to be going to galway folk festival actually as it happens um it's the first inaugural galway folk festival this week so um but i'm I'm going to give it a miss. So the podcast is probably going out tonight. Um, and just get everyone to pre-save and pre-order. And I look forward to following your career because I know there's big things ahead because you're mighty talented. Um, mighty, mighty talented. And you have a great voice. And that's all that matters. Um, and I'll see big things for you. Um, so thanks very much for taking the time to speak to me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Very welcome. Um, I'll always be supporting. I'll always see um, see what's going on. And um, Patrick is definitely one of a kind there with all those skills he's got going. Production, management, PR, everything. Tell him I said hello. <laughs> and tell your mum I said hello too. Um, and I'll hopefully see you live one day. Um, hopefully. One day soon because I live in Ireland now. It's just, it's okay. Yeah, I moved to Ireland 10 years ago, near enough. So I have to travel lots and I am traveling lots. You should see my Ryanair app, it has more flights on it than I don't know. I'm probably traveling more than I'm going to work. <laughs> it's two weekends a month or something. So I don't know if I could say I'm a resident in the UK because I've been over there so much. 
August is bonkers because there's so many festivals on as well. So yeah, thanks very much and I'll let you go. Um, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Thanks very much, Robin, and take care. Yeah. And keep going.